Hi there, this is Ann Angela Webb, the Animal Intuitive. I wanted to thank you for listening and wish you a very happy new year. And also quickly mention that if you're interested in any of my services, such as my animal communication and wellness plan, which includes telepathic animal communication and a personalized pet care plan, including acupressure points, custom chosen for your pet, please visit my website intuitivetouchanimalcare.com and there you can also access my free 90-minute animal communication course and or meditation through Animal Intuitive Academy. Sign up for my mailing list so you get early access to special offers and updates like my soon-to-be-released children's book, which I am so excited to bring you. Also, if you are not listening to this episode on Spotify, you may have already heard this episode. That's because I've been uploading these episodes to one podcast channel, which shares it to the rest of them. But Spotify doesn't like the format I was using, and I didn't realize they were not showing up on Spotify. So I apologize for any confusion, and maybe you'll want to listen again. Also, if you would like to watch this episode or to check out my extensive video playlist, use the link in the description for the Animal Intuitive channel on YouTube. Come all you doggies, won't you walk with me? Hi there, welcome to the Animal Intuitive Channel, where we give animals a voice through animal communication, natural pet care, like things like acupressure and massage and other forms of animal wellness. And we also support pet parents in a variety of ways. And tonight, I'm so excited to have back our special guest, uh, show these are pioneers in the fields of animal acupressure. They are from Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Resources, Amy Snow and Nancy Zadonis. Welcome, Amy and Nancy. Thank you. Hi. Hi there. Hello. Uh, I also just wanted to mention that I know people who watch the show a lot or were watching it quite a bit. Um, I haven't been here in a little bit, and it's just because I've had a lot of um, plate spinning, and I don't like to do shows unless there's a good reason to do them. I don't want to just come on here and, you know, waste your time. So I am back. I don't know how frequently I'm going to be on in the next month, but we are here for this wonderful show, and we have some people here in the comments. Katie Cat, hello. Thank you for being here, and anyone else who's here. We so appreciate you being here this evening. We have a wonderful show planned for with acupressure. But first, I'm just going to give Amy and Nancy a moment just to tell us a little bit about Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Resources. Oh, and they have frozen up. <laughs> oh, there you guys are. I see you. Oh, no, you're there. Hold on one second. Yeah, we're frozen. You're kind of doing like this fast forwardy thing. What is going on? Um, let me go over here and just switch scenes and see if that helps. No, you're in my box. Maybe um, come back in and let's just see if that helps. And meanwhile, I'll kind of tell, tell everyone a little bit about tall grass uh, and acupressure. Okay. Yeah, come back through. I'm not sure what's going on there. So um, sometimes we have these weird little technical difficulties, and this is an interesting one. I've never seen this one happen before. <laughs> Looks like an 80s video. Um, Tallgrass has been here before. If you checked out any of our other acupressure videos, they are wonderful. They are a wealth of knowledge. Let me see if this works. Oh, no, we have you double doing this weird thing. Wait a minute. <laughs> Take that one away. 
Oh, I think you're good now. I think we're good. Yeah. All is well. But now you can't hear me. <laughs> I can see you fine. You can hear me? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Oh, I think it's when we have you twice. Uh, let me add you here. Now you're good. You're good. Okay. I think you're good. Oh, that's good to know. Good deal. We look a little fuzzy on our end, but that's fine. Yeah, not, Maybe not that's who we are. <laughs> no, you look pretty clear to me. Um, and we're not doing this weird shaky thing anymore. So that's good. Um, okay. Okay, so I was just letting everyone know that you know, Tallgrass, I think I was just about to say, Tallgrass is the school that I went to for acupressure. I continue to do classes there. I actually went out to Colorado this summer and got to see Amy and Nancy in person. Uh, that's one of the plates I'm spinning, trying to just kind of incorporate things. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, hear a little bit about Tallgrass and acupressure for animals. Well, um, thank you, and it was really nice to see you this summer. And... Um, it's kind of a nice lead-in, too, because I'm going to talk about what's going on now, and then I'll do a little bit of history. But for this moment, we have two new instructors uh, for Tallgrass, and they're both human acupuncturists, and they also have animal practices as well. And uh, that's Lori Perez. She'll be taking over the lead instructing of all of the equine classes. And Amalia Reeves, who's out in California, will be the head of the small animal acupressure, um, which will give us more time to do lots of things. Um, but what we really spend time on is um, revamping the programs on the onlines and making them even better, more up-to-date, and more fun, smaller programs that we'll be working on as well. But as you know, Tallgrass has been around now for over 25 years. And we have had the good fortune to spend lots of time with lots of wonderful people learning acupressure. And it, it's just so exciting. So thank you for another opportunity to talk about acupressure and to have us interact with, with your audience, too. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, we do, by the way, just for those of you who are interested in looking into the resources, um, with the school, there is a link in the description. Go there after the show if you want to click through. You get a, There is a discount available too, so uh, check that out. So, okay, so today's show is, uh, we're, we're really doing an interesting one because we're going to be talking about grief and how to help with grief, but for our pets, right? So, you know, animals who have lost a loved one. So, without further ado... And this, so this is something you can do at home with your pets. And we do have Q&A too. So if you have questions or comments, please feel forward to jump. Uh, please feel free to jump in and ask. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, talking about grief, uh, when they do grieve, it usually is because their world is their family, their other that's in the house, whether it's a cat or another dog or a horse even. Uh, and so that's their pack. That's their family. And if when a pet parent dies, 
they get very insecure and usually we're going to talk about what kinds of things will be happening when the pet parent leaves. They, even in a divorce situation, the sense of loss, the animal does feel that. And of course, we've just had that experience. We lost our Tilly dog and have noticed how our dogs have changed their behavior quite a bit. So it's been, it's been an interesting experience recently. Next. No, I can't. Hey, Mel Mac, thank you for being here. And yes, please give us a like if this is in any way helpful to you. Uh, we do appreciate that. It does help the show. Oh, there we go. Okay. Remember that the dog's world is a very small place. They may go around the block for a walk or to the dog park or to play, you know, certain trails in your area. Uh, but their world is a very small place and you're a very big part of it. So when you leave or another animal leaves, it really changes their world. They're very bonded to you. The bonding is very uh, just the way we're bonded to them. <laughs> when we lose them, it's pretty tough. Uh, we've had that experience recently too. Uh, and that sense of loss is huge. So whatever you're feeling, the animal is feeling that as well. And actually in what we talk about in Chinese medicine about breathing is it affects the lung and you know, when you're breathing, try to take a deep breath. You literally cannot take a deep breath. Well, neither can the dog. So there can either be sometimes whimpering or whining, or there's some of their vocalization often has changed. And when you're breathing, you can't take a deep breath because literally the thick your lung tissue thickens. So it's your sense of restriction in your breathing is uh, probably what breathing is really about. You have to cleanse that, and very often that means tears, and very often that means crying, and moving that through. And dogs are somewhat better than that than we are at that, thank goodness. What we've seen, for instance, with the loss of Tilly, our other dog, Little Terrier, named Hugo, he's now sleeping under the bed. He used to sleep in his own bed. Well, now he sleeps under the bed. That's, he's also become a little, a little more timid, would you say? He's become a little more timid, and he's become slightly more clingy to us as well. Um, he, he came to us from Mexico when he was on the street. So when we first got him, he was very, he's still very outgoing, but he was more independent. And I think that sense of loss, because we see from with Tilly leaving, he knew her for two and a half years, almost three, but he is sort of now getting back on his own and being able to experience the, his world in a safer space. And he's taking care of himself as well as the acupressure assistance that we've been able to give him. 
Yeah, I've also seen in our little dachshund, his name is Cooper, and our little dachshund, uh, little mini guy, he's looking back over his shoulders. We go, we go for a walk, and we're missing a member of, and he was the bigger of the dogs. He's constantly going, oh my goodness, where, you know, where's, and he's holding back. And he looks back, and he seems more fearful, actually, than he was prior to Achilles' departure. So the other things it might look like is when dogs are grieving is lethargy. They just seem tireder. They seem kind of depressed. Some dogs actually lose their appetite, which is, um, you know, they go and they're moping around and they don't want to eat and they have to be encouraged more. So that's, that's part of the behaviors that they'll probably see. Oh God. <laughs> For those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, the cat just jumped right in front of my face and I did not see it coming. <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> that was Giovanna. <laughs> she likes attention. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's kind of, yeah, there you go. Uh, other things that change, we talked a little bit, vocal patterns, another one's a little more, some dogs get more barky, some get less, some cats start meowing more and seem more dependent, and that increase that Nancy mentioned with Hugo, the increased meatiness, sleeping more, and actual, you know, what we experience as depression, they do too, mm -hmm. so it's some of the same behaviors that you're going to see, that you would assume are human behaviors. You can see them in the dogs and the cats. Okay. Next. Some, I, you know, reading about dogs and grieving, uh, they talk about the fact that you should try not to share your experience of grief. You have to do some, because that's where you are, your experience, but the dog doesn't need to take it all on. That's part of the issue. Yes, offering lots of comfort, distracting with more walks, maybe some play, play dates with neighbor neighbor dogs. Hugo got I think three new toys because we were really working with him, um, and and that, that actually really did seem to help. Mm -hmm. yeah, chewy toys, bones antlers, whatever you feel is, you know, something that your dog will enjoy, <clears throat> the chewy toys of some sort. So, yeah, these are, do everything you can to keep them moving, motivated, connected to you, to them, to the other animals in the, in the family. Those are the, all the things that you can do to help them along. So reinforce positive behavior. So when they're depressing, depression, uh, you might want to even revert to some training so that you can offer reinforced good behavior. So sit, stay, come, whatever training you do with your animal, you know, high fives. <laughs> and so you can be, have lots of positive reinforcement for them to help them move through. <clears throat> Some uh, behaviors say 
but not replacing pet, another pet too fast. In our situation, since we had three dogs, having two is easier to walk and live with. So it's been better for us mm -hmm. to only have uh, the two the two boys. That's nice. If the, so the reaction and the loss, and you're not able to work the animal out at all, uh, they, going to the vet is not a bad idea. Have things checked out. Uh, we had a situation with one dog when we lost our, uh, the golden retrieval, the golden that's there, his name is Oak, had, she got very depressed after Oak died. And actually, well, actually left not too long after, as it happened. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's worth going to the vet and checking their health out and seeing how that might help them move through it. You know, I don't know if it was absolutely related. I don't know for sure, but it just, it, it seemed somewhat related. Mm -hmm. It can't hurt. Help work with or... So lung, large intestines, so that anything having to do with breathing, uh, congestion, sinuses, uh, very important. You know, even after uh, the loss, you might see excess uh, nose discharges, a little more coughing. And of course, the vocalization is considered uh, part of the lung, and that sighing or whimpering and then when you have large intestine, one dog might go one way with constipation, and another dog might go the other way with diarrhea. And that's part of the low appetite as well, it figures in there. Uh, they just don't want to eat. They don't feel good. They don't feel right. So that's part of it. And then, of course, the low energy has a lot to do with lung because they need lots of respiration to maintain energy. And of course, if they're not eating or having some digestive issues, uh, loss of weight. And the emotion of the mental element, in lung in particular, is that of grief. So that's why we're concentrating on the mental element. And it's absolutely amazing when you work the association points that you will often find that point to be reactive or tender. Nancy, would you mind explaining what the association points are? Expanding a little on that. Association points are points that are along a meridian called the bladder meridian. And uh, the lung one is right above the lungs. So you can actually, it's directly connected to the lungs. So when you touch those, you can either feel coldness, you can feel, especially when it's congestion, or it can be if it's over anxiety, you're going to feel, you know, with breathing, the animal's over breathing, you, you might feel heat. Um, so the association points are related directly to an organ system. In this case, Nancy was referring to the lung. Thank you. So next slide. So once you do tracing the bladder meridian that we talked about, um, which is along 
just an, about inch and a half to two inches off the midline of the spine. And you're going to be tracing that with the heel of your hand, sort of softly. It doesn't have to be hard, but you're just going to slide, trace the meridian. We're going to show you a slide next, but not quite yet. Um, that shows you where the bladder meridian is. And then there's a series of classical points, Chinese medicine classical points, uh, that we're going to show you where they are. And uh, if you would like to have uh, an image of them all, you can simply uh, write to us or go on our website and you know, ask for it. But the Anshen point is specifically uh, behind the ear, and it has to do with the spirit, because the word spirit is uh, Shen, and so it's sort of the opening to the spirit. The Bahwei point, we you know it's spelled funny, but it's the Bahwei point, and it is on the sacrum of the dog, Yin Tang is a wonderful point, used it a lot with an iron setter that I used to have, that my daughter used to show. And it's right beneath, like the third eye, it's just right above between the eyes. And then there's the Shan Zhen point. Mm -hmm. At the base of the nose, where the hair meets the nose. So let's go look at those points. Should I skip one? No, there we are, okay. So we'll start with the bladder meridian. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it, the bladder meridian. We're going to start with that. You can see how the line is off, away from the spinous processes along the spine. So if you're tracing the bladder meridian, you're going, you don't have to start at the inner canthus of the eye, which is where it does start. You can start on the neck and then just flow your hand down over the back, over the sacrum, down the back toward the back of the leg, to the last toe, <clears throat> the outside of the last toe on the dog, last digit. So if you do that just nice, gently, both sides, three times, just gently, you're getting the dog used to intentional touch. You're getting the dog used to the feeling that you're not just petting, but you're doing something that you're intending. <clears throat> and dogs pick up on that. They know that they're amazing. They know a lot. So, as you can see, it's just a very nice, smooth, about an inch and a half to two inches off the midline, off the spine, with a flat part of your hand. And the pressure that you'll want to exert is, is really fairly light. This is just a nice, almost flowing over the meridian. So that's called tracing the meridian. Basically, you're gliding over the meridian. Go slowly. The more slowly you go, frankly, the dog will probably be more responsive and start to relax with it. The other thing you can do while you're doing that is try to synchronize your breathing with the dog. So this is a good bonding technique as well, by the way. And building some trust is just doing this nice and gently tracing, gliding, whatever you want to call it, over the dog's back and down to the last digit. So now let's look at the first point.
Ah, and there's a beautiful dog. <laughs> Needless to say, this is Tilly. Yes, this was Tilly. And that's the on shin point right behind the ear. You don't just have to hold that point. I would suggest scratching with your finger, two fingers like this. Yeah. And just holding that point up and back, up and back, up and back. Most dogs love it. Notice that when they scratch themselves, they often scratch behind their ear. It's a good place for it. So that's called the anshen, and it is the opening. It's an op not exactly the word gate, but the opening gate to the spirit. Right. And dogs love it. So that's the anshen point. And the next one is... Aha! <laughs> one of the best points ever. This is such a great point. Again, as Amy said, it's called the bot wave point. And if you take two fingers and just go down the dorsal midline, and then when you're going right at the lumbosacral joint, you'll feel it, it's a little, not quite spongy, but it's softer there. And that is where the bot wave point is. And it's the master point for the whole hindquarters. It's also a very calming and restorative point. It's, it's just really wonderful. And I, I'd suggest you could use e either direct pressure with your thumb or two fingers, or as Amy just indicated with the previous point, just scratch right in that area. And when you're doing any, any kind of point work, start gently, and then you'll kind of feel like they'll push into you. You can increase the pressure. If you're using direct pressure, you can... If they start to let go at that point, you can go in a little more deeply. But always start gently and then gauge what you're going to do on their reaction and their response. Yeah, I had a dog named Shana who literally, if I was sitting watching TV or doing something and not exactly, she'd come over and flip my arm so that I would scratch her Bachway point. <laughs> And at that point, I had no idea, this was years and years ago, over 30 years ago, I had no idea <laughs> what that point was, but she loved it, and I knew it. And then she'd start dancing. Her little bottom would start rocking back and forth. So it was a big chest. She wasn't little. She was a big Chesapeake Bay Retriever. But boy, she loved that point. And so ever since then, I know every dog I've ever met, that's known as the feel good. That's what we call it. <laughs> I don't know if that's a technical term, but that's what we call it. <laughs> now it is. It could be, yes. <laughs> so, I, it really... Oh, I just lost the volume. Hold on one second. Wait. And cats, by the way. Wait. I can't hear you. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Ah. Uh, okay. Can anybody... Can everyone hear me? I can, we can Could you guys you. let me know yes. in the chat if you can hear us? You can hear me. Well, that's weird. I just lost you guys. I think this might be a setting on my computer. Hold on one second. I don't know what just happened. It wasn't on the show, I don't think, right? It was my computer just 
decided to mute itself. But I think I can hear you, right? Can I hear you guys, Amy and Nancy? Speak. <laughs> uh, you hear them, Melmac. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I can't hear them. Well, this is interesting, isn't it? Um, maybe my headphones. people can hear us we can keep going someone in the chat okay tell us I, they can this is so strange everybody can hear everybody mm -hmm. but i can't hear our guests so this is interesting okay so um, the halfway point feel good point and hold on bear so with us on. one second you can hear us oh there you are oh Okay. There we are. Good. It's good to have you back. Okay. This is the you strangest thing. Yeah, it's just like fighting me. I don't know what's going on. It, like, I'm just going to hold my finger on this uh, button here, and okay. it keeps trying to go back down, but I'm just going to hold it and do that because that's working. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's just take, yeah, yeah. here we go. You in town point? Do you want to talk about that? Okay, the yin tang point. My story about that is we did have this Irish setter. My daughter was a junior handler with AKC. She was in training. And every time this dog got a doll upset between the grooming area to the uh, show ring area for the Irish setters, they're supposed to have their tails nicely fanned out and you can brush it as much as like, but if she got upset between those two places, she would tuck her tail. So we'd be outside the ring waiting for her turn, and I started rubbing right between her eyes like this, just like that, because she seemed worried. Lo and behold, her tail came up, and my daughter could take her into the ring, and her tail would look beautiful. So that was my experience with the yin tang point. And all that it is, is that it helps the dog focus and help them maybe take another focus. But it's all part of the same, if you do all these points in a series, then this one, the first one, the anshin is opening the spirit, okay? The next one is to feel good, way. And the yin tang is to help them focus on themselves, on you, on the new world that they're presented with, that is missing their favorite buddy or another human person who's passed. So this will help them be part of the moving on. So these three in particular are very good for I can't read that. That's my Joe's favorite spot. Oh, that's your Joe's favorite spot. Good. <laughs> Good. So it, it works. It, it just definitely works. Uh, I even had a boss who probably had no idea he was doing that. When he was focusing, he would do that. When he was working on a plan, he'd go up there. So that's a really, really good classical point. So let's move to the next one because it has to do with appetite. 
<laughs> Look at that uh -huh. face. <laughs> That's awesome. <Your> face. <laughs> so I wish we could make that slide a little bigger. I'll have to, I I'll have to improve that. Let me that. see if I so, could. You know, on, their, on their noses, right where the skin of the nose and the hair come together on the dorsal midline. Oh, that's so great. Oh, Thank you for you doing did a great that. job. Excellent. Now Thank we, you. Now we can really see it well. Good, 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 good. So it's a great point to work to help with kind of bringing the animal back to wanting to take care of its body. And one of the best ways to do that is through eating and increasing appetite. Um, so if you know, we rarely have that issue. <laughs> Our but, dogs eat. Yeah. Um, one time we had Beanie came from Mexico and she wouldn't eat anything. And we started rubbing that point because we read about it. And at the same time, we gave her salmon and skins of fish and mackerel. And she, over just like that, she wow. changed. So it's a combination. I don't know what was doing what, but um, it really made a big difference for her. And gentle pressure. It's not so easy to rub. I just like to hold my hand there, and maybe you could also move your hand to the, your other finger to the yin tan point, and either just hold gentle pressure, do some light rub. But it's, it's super, super point. And again, it's a classical uh, acupressure point. Yeah, there are a series of acupressure points that are classical specifically for animals, and. There's a whole series of them, but they're very specific. They have a, an energetic, a function, a role that they have to, that they play. And the series that we've just shown you are those, and they just help the animal reconnect also within their body. Part of the tracing of the meridian in the first place is that, re, is that reconnection. So... We can go on to the next slide. I think we're coming to the end of the slideshow. We can shrink that back down. Good job. You're good at that. <laughs> okay, we Tallgrass, of course, has both online courses that help you study. And then when you come to the hands-on, you learn how to apply the theories that you learn online. So, uh, as you mentioned, that we have two highly qualified instructors who are going to be starting to teach. Uh, there's an equine program starting October 21 and 22 in Colorado. And then there will uh, starting in the spring, in February, in February, there'll be canine small animal courses in California starting up. And then there'll be probably in other parts of the country as well. But stay tuned. Uh, we're back teaching, and it's going to be very exciting to get back to doing what we do well and love. So next slide, I think is, yeah. But as we are, Tallgrass Animal Acupressure Resources, here they are. <laughs> here are the books. They're the basic texts for animal acupressure. They're used by veterinarians, techs, people, anybody who is studying. They're frankly very good, excellent books for you to have. And then of course there are lots of charts, different types. We have all, 
all these uh, charts of canine, feline, equine, all four, three, excuse me, <laughs> all three <clears throat> charts, but there are different types of charts. So if you want to talk about more about the different charts. Well, what are probably the, the two books that aren't shown <clears throat> here um, that are very valuable are the um, La equine landmark, excuse me, landmark anatomy and acupoint energetics books for, for dogs and cats, excuse me, just for dogs, and then for equine. And not only do they show the basic anatomy of the animal, but how those landmark anatomy pieces are used to locate points, as well as then the specific energetics and functions of each of the points. So it's really, really helpful in one, locating, and then two, choosing the best point for the issue that your animal has um, at the time. It, it, those, are, those are valuable as well. These were where, so, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you. I was just going to say that these are, I have fond memories of all these, like attaining all these, I will warn you, these become addictive, you start to collect them and you can't stop, but <laughs> you will be happy that you did, um, and so were your pets. Um, they're really high quality stuff, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay, are there any questions specifically? Because we're happy to. Yeah. Okay, now I seem to have volume again. That was interesting. Yeah, any questions that people have uh, about using these points or your animal who may be going through grief or how to support your pet? It doesn't necessarily have to be specifically about grieving if there's something related or anything in here that just interests you. Um, you know, I know sometimes people will ask me after you, you have been on, I'll see questions about can the points be used with animals like, you know, rabbits or whatever pets people have that we didn't necessarily talk about. I'm sorry, you broke up? Yeah, you're breaking up. Oh, I'm breaking up? Am I still breaking up? Still breaking up. No, no you're better now. We heard okay. can the points be. Yeah. Can I sometimes I'll see people, you know, after you've been on asking about using the points with, say, a rabbit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that, that can be done. Um, I've worked on uh, parrots, flamingos, uh, brown buck. Those goats, cattle, Amy, ferrets, minks, in California in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, someone brought a rabbit one time here in Colorado. Well, when we were in Colorado. Um, just need to know the number of ribs. So we need to have at least some level of anatomy to be able to transpose the points to the specific animal. So we're still, you know, you still have to do some guessing, but it's not that hard. And a lot has to do with, you know, your intention, to be honest. If you're intending to be a specific lung point, you know, that's what I was going to bring up, <clears throat> is that 
when the animal is grieving, there are specific lung points that you can be using that relate to supporting the lungs specifically, uh, that has such as the source point for the lung, uh, lung nine. And we didn't include them here because it's part of learning uh, a little more about acupressure, such as locating lung nine on the animal. Okay. Any other questions? So any here? other questions? Okay. And also, I mean, a lot of these points too, I mean, I know officially you're talking about animals, but they can be nice to use for ourselves too. And we want to help ourselves too, support mm -hmm. ourselves through grief and things like that. And, uh, but some of the history you said, um, Maybe just let people know how far back this goes, actually. To me, it's really interesting, just the history of it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's hard to know exactly. Uh, actually, acupressure massage, also known as toyna, goes back even further than uh, it was used by tribes all over the vast country of China, uh, probably before they started using so-called needles, they used very sharp rocks called beyond, beyond, beyond stones. Beyond stones that we had the word, uh, but they were pointed. But acupressure massage, we need to teach a toy knot class, which is exactly that, it's acupressure massage, and it has to do with um, more, they're more hands-on techniques, basically. There's something called dredging, where you actually move along the um, meridian itself to open up the energy in the, in the meridian. And because your goal is to balance. Uh, the, the main purpose of anything is to get the yin-yang balance so that your body is functioning harmoniously and all the vital substances in your body are doing what they're supposed to. You've got body fluids, you've got your spirit, and this is what we've been talking a lot about today, is because the spirit definitely affects how your body functions. It's very strong connection. Think about the fact that if you wanted to take Sam, how do you feel? Your stomach does scrunch. Uh, and so we think about grief is one of the emotions, as Nancy said, that one's related to the lung. Fear, for instance, is related to the kidney adrenal glands. We know what that is, the fight or flight reaction with animals. So there's there's a lot to it. And you start once you start learning, it does become addictive. Uh, I think we're in our I'm in my third in 1976. Wow. <laughs> That's a long ago. <laughs> and Nancy's been studying for ages as well. We went to Chinese medicine schools so that we could work with animals more effectively and efficiently, which is what we try to present to everybody. Yeah. And now that we have the two uh, new ins the instructors who are Chinese medicine uh, acupressurists, it's going to be exciting because huh. they have some depth of information that they're going to add to everything that we've been doing as well. Mm -hmm.
Very great. That's great. Great to hear that they're coming on. It'll just make it even better. We didn't think it could get better, but uh, <laughs> that is great that you have them coming on board. So there's we are, and we are very lucky. I just want to mention how lucky we are to have Amy and Nancy here doing this, you know, for us today. This special special uh, class, mini class for us. There's a lot. Just even in this class, you'll find that if you use these points. A lot of times you think, well, how much can that really do? And then like what they're talking about, sometimes you'll just see the shift happen in an animal that you, you just really, you can't believe it until you try it and see it. So, um, you know, have a little faith, give it a shot. Um, you know, if anything, it's really, to me, it's just a really bonding thing to, and our pets just really appreciate it for us to take that time. They feel it, that we're slowing down. And, you know, getting away from all the distractions and really just getting centered and being still with them. And it helps us too. It, you know, in this crazy world that we live in, I find that sometimes doing acupressure for my animals helps me more than them because it makes me just kind of come to center. And so it's a, a wonderful thing we can do for our pets. But so... Thank you so much, uh, Amy and Nancy. Well, I am so grateful for you being here. I'm sure, you know, please, anyone who's watching this, if you share this, we, we do appreciate it because there's people who, you know, didn't realize this was on tonight. We try to put the word out, but, you know, not everyone gets that. So please let people know about it. If, you know, people who have lost an animal recently or just have animals that could use a little TLC, um, share this with them. And, you know, please do like we do appreciate that and subscribe because we will have upcoming shows and check out the playlist i do have an acupressure playlist and massage playlist and we have some episodes prior to this where amy and nancy have been here and they've done other topics so check those out for sure and again that link is in the description that i mentioned for Tallgrass, and there's a discount there too so you can start your addiction all right Thank, Thank you. you very much for having us. Yeah. Thank I you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Stick around with me, Amy and Nancy, for one second afterwards. And everyone, take care and God bless. Rub my belly. Rub my belly. Rub my belly. Rub my belly. Rub my belly.